Welcome everyone to this free preview of Lucha Classica Episode 8. In this short clip taken from the, la the latest episode of Lucha Classica, you'll hear about Lupe Zarate, a luchador who was brought to Mexico City by Salvador Luteroz in 1936, and find out what made him so unique in the early days of Lucha Libre. And you'll hear a bit on Sterling Dizzy Davis, who is best known in Lucha Libre as Gardenia Davis. Full episodes of the Lucha Classica podcast are available for patrons on Patreon and for premium subscribers on Podbean. For more info, visit patreon.com slash luchaworld, where you can get this show as part of your $3 or $5 reward option. Or you can sign up over at luchaworld.podbean.com at $2.95 for the premium audio package. Patreon members also get additional content, including a summary of Boxy Lucha's May 15th, 1992 issue in PDF format. Of uh, just moves with his legs, and, and they were talking about how how um, 
he basically was there only wrestling, and he ended up wrestling in EMLL for six shows, had six matches, and they taught, they really praised him. They said he was really um, he his matches were usually the most entertaining matches, and um, I, I don't know if it's because he was missing arms or maybe he was good. I'm guessing he must have been at least better than you know current Pierrot and Canelo Casas. <laughs> you know, you know, I think you might be correct. Yeah. Without yeah, even mo- seeing him, I think you might be correct. Yeah, he, he mostly wrestled preliminary matches, and they were talking about how um, he had a match with Lobo Negro where he won via DQ because um, all, since all the Rudos like to beat, up, beat, him, beat him up a lot, I guess Lobo, Lobo Negro took a lot of liberties and ended up winning the ma- uh, losing the match because he, was, he didn't stop beating him up. Uh, so at some point, oh, his final match was against this wrestler named Loco Hernandez, and all they said about the match was that it was really fun and and you know everybody was having a good time enjoying it. Um, Salvador Luteroff was happy with what he was getting. You know, it's it's wrestling. You you do it. You know, back then it was pretty close to what it what the circus is. You know, it's a carnival. You you do whatever you can to attract fans. Absolutely. So apparently, somebody caught word of this armless wrestler on EMLL shows and got very upset. Uh, because they felt he, um, Lutaroff was exploiting a disabled person. And sadly, Salvador Lutaroff had to let Lupe Zarate go. Oh, and, bummer. Yeah, they never heard back from him. All they know is that he returned to Juarez and never heard. They never, oh, how sad. They, the, the reporter apparently, like, they, they looked through and tried to find more information on him, but they never found anything else on him. But, oh, that is so sad. I mean, I mean, of course, we don't know what the matches were like. We don't know how gimmicky it looked, but... I mean, here was a guy who was able to do something athletic, you know, with the challenge. Um, you know, I before the podcast, I was telling you about how uh, I had a close friend from high school, Beth DeWitt. She went uh, attended school at the University of Oaxaca. She ended up living in Mexico for, I think, a good year. But she uh, was really close with the family and befriended a guy who... Uh, lost an arm, I think it was in uh, like a mechanical, like like a machine accident at work. And I guess a lot of people were taking pity on this guy and always trying to do charitable stuff for him. And it, after a while, it pissed him off because they said, you know, he's like, I lost an arm. I'm not like, you know, I'm not like bedridden. Yeah. And he actually learned Lucha for the sole purpose of showing that he was capable of, you know, holding his own and they build him as a he, just a local boy he wasn't like on the national scene but he was el increíble and apparently was a fairly good worker too wow but that was his whole driving force is he got into lucha just to show that you know <laughs> don't take pity on me damn it yeah you know what i noticed with libra because we see like un, like we're starting to see it more with um and we we've seen it in the past with, with pro wrestling in the u.s but well, really, in general, in pro wrestling and lucha libre, you kind of get a lot of like people from all walks of life trying it out, and there's a little bit more acceptance, especially in Mexico with um, lucha libre. That you know, you have like the small mini minis, the midgets, the the even smaller micro stars now, and and guys who are maybe missing a leg, uh, arm. You hear stories about guys who don't only have one eye, or like they're they're you know they're kind of messed up. But they're still trying wrestling. Yeah, they they might not they might not make it to like EML, CMLL or AAA, but you hear about them like making it in um in like you know their local promotions. Like you'll hear about oh there's a guy who's 
who's wrestling and you know he's missing one eye and stuff. You know, other than Pirata Morgan, is arguably the, the. I'm guessing he's probably the most successful one-eyed luchador. Exactly. Yeah, I do believe time. you're correct. But no, <laughs> I think that's cool. I'm, and yeah. it's so cool how in Mexico. I mean, we have a lot more indies here in the United States now, but back then, I mean, there was a local scene everywhere. There were regional scenes like we never imagined in this country. Yeah, and and the other, we getting back to like all the talent that um, Luderoth was bringing into to um, his promotion in Mexico City, um, October eighth, nineteen thirty six, in Arena Nacional, uh, a wrestler by the name of Sterling D- Dizzy Davis debuted by winning a match over Poncho Aguirre. Uh, Dizzy Davis would later left. I think he left a little bit afterwards. He left to go do uh, you know wrestle elsewhere. And he would later return to Mexico as Gardenia Davis. And I thought yes. that was cool because Gardenia Davis, I think he kind of did establish himself as one of the big names of that era. Um, but, I mean, it's just interesting to read all this stuff about when they started and at what point they came back or left. In, in fact, uh, Gardenia Dizzy Davis is somebody we could probably do a whole episode of in the future because uh-huh. there's three things he is famous for. I. Well, I should say there's three very fascinating things uh, that he should be famous for. <laughs> oh, one is when he became Gardenia Davis. He, to the best of my knowledge, was the first to do that sort of gimmick, and he only did it in Mexico. When he was in the states, he was Dizzy Davis. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, when George Wagner inquired, why aren't you doing this gimmick here? Gardenia Davis says, oh, it would never get over in the States, something along those lines. And George Wagner said, well, can I use your gimmick? He said, yeah, go right ahead. And gorgeous George was born. Wow. So Gardenia Davis, that was probably the worst call he made, but who knows if he would have, if it would have worked as well as the way, uh, yeah, Gorgeous George did it. Another thing he was really famous for, I think he was one of the first guys to really try to form a wrestler's union in Texas. And uh, he, he was opposing the promoter, Moore Siegel, who had a stronghold on there. I think he wanted to run opposition. And they were having a pretty gnarly court battle. I don't remember the details, but he ended up settling with uh, Moore Siegel and... Uh, you know, worked for him again. But it, it was the first guy to try to, you know, get some sort of union where wrestlers could be, you know, covered for injuries, that sort of thing. And the story has been recycled ever since. Somebody wants to form a union, they ended up bonding with a promoter. Hmm. The third thing that he, he you, could, you could do a movie on him. In fact, there was supposed to be a movie made on him about this. In the late 70s, he had a son who was running drugs uh, from Texas to Mexico. Oh, wow. And when he's in Mexico, I believe it was in Juarez, he was nabbed and put in prison. And Dizzy Davis uh, had a decent nest egg. He, <laughs> This is going to sound like bullshit, but it's true. He hired some um, former military men, some mercenaries, to break him out of the prison. Oh, damn. <laughs> and he broke he broke 
him out of the prison. I guess a couple of other prisoners got away. And I can't remember what happened. If I remember correctly, the son made it back to the States, but then uh, Dizzy Davis, the son, and all the mercenaries were arrested for, you know, pretty vigilanteism, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And they're kind of a sad story in that he, I think, went through all his money to do this. And then one of the major... Uh, movie studios thought this is a great story. We got to make a movie out of it. But as often happens with a lot of you know wonderful movie ideas, they gave him an advance of like three thousand dollars as a kill fee. Uh-huh. But the movie was never made. Oh, geez. And I think he, he, I wouldn't say he died penniless, but he, he definitely, I think, had a, you know, I think I, he he lost a great deal of his. Uh, his nest egg. Yeah. Hey, so if they did that movie in 2017, would Will Smith play the role of Gardenia Davis? Uh, that, hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a challenge. He could say, "Hey, when I when he could say that when he was in uh, uh, Six Degrees of Separation, uh, that yeah. that was his uh, Stanislavski uh, period." So, because yeah, you know that's that's like the first person that they're gonna like. You you'll get excited about the possibility about this movie coming out, and it's like Will Smith <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some, some other like uh, Ben Diesel are are, are considered for uh, Gardenia Davis role. It's like, oh no. <laughs> No. And Adam Sandler is Adam the mercenary. Sandler, yes. <laughs> <laughs> An Adam Sandler movie, Virginia. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know that would be what happened. Oh, um, totally, totally. They, they, they'd probably have a, a wannabe Stallone coming and just machine gunning his way through the whole thing. And 